What are any of us trying to do? I think that was one of the themes. Uh, in Mariner's story that this season. <laughs> yeah, it kind of was, right? Yeah. I didn't uh I mean I watched all the lower deck stuff so long ago at this point that I would need to be talked through the episodes okay. anyway let's, because let's I don't do remember that. half of them but okay I have it I have the page open and I'm looking at them but I'm like oh yeah I remember that episode but like I couldn't tell you anything direct you know Yeah well it's been that kind of year so hello and welcome to the what did what do we call it? subspace transmissions a blast from the past It's I don't have we done one this year Hi, JJ. Hey, Andy. Uh, yeah, maybe not. I don't know. It's been a while. Yeah. You've got your LaCroix. I've got my nice steaming mug of coffee. And we're together ah. on a Friday morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at this point, you are now out for the year. I think we're doing our things of the year next year. Right? Um. I think you get you get one more Monday from me. Oh, we've got Hanukkah, and then maybe one more Monday. Okay, sweet. Well, one of these two episodes we're recording this morning is up now. Yay! Right. And we're here to talk about Star Trek in our subspace subspace transmissions. JJ, I watched all of Lower Decks season four. I have not caught up on a lot of other things, but I got caught up on that. Um, I'm on the uh, Paramount on Black Friday, three dollars a month deal. Mm. Uh, for a f- in, I think you get three months or something like that. Uh, this I like advertising. I guess we're already advertising since we talk about their Star Trek thing. I don't care how you get it. I'm just saying. Uh, that's I'm gonna watch things in batches probably for a while. You know, like in in monthly batches of oh, I got a deal for that. <laughs> And, um, yeah, it's starting to get to the point with streaming. I don't know if you've had this experience, but I now have enough on each service where I can go away and come back and then just watch a full season. Yeah, it's pretty much that way. There's, let's see, there's several shows I want to watch on Disney that I haven't gotten through. I think maybe the only one that doesn't have something I would want to watch like a whole season of is Netflix. Mm. I'm trying to think. Hulu, there's stuff I would watch. Paramount has stuff I would watch. HBO, I guess maybe not right now. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if there's anything on HBO right now. There is older stuff that I haven't watched, but like the list on HBO is like, bunch of really old stuff that's like you know oh these are like classics i should watch these and then it's like <laughs> yeah. that's never happening well that's becoming everybody's it's becoming kind yeah. of everybody's shtick is like find a either a niche genre to carry so like uh, i think hbo has studio Ghib- 
Hopefully, although they're on Disney Plus now, so it doesn't matter. Uh, uh, and then like they have Kurosawa and like a whole bunch of Criterion level stuff. And oh, then all is their... all that stuff on there? I didn't not know. not everything, not everything, but oh, they okay. they have some of it. Uh, they have a decent amount of Kurosawa on there, and then you know like movies from mm, three to ten years ago. I think they have a full right. James Bond collection. I don't know. It's it's becoming everyone's trying to aggregate what they can of stuff that is licensable. Right. And then uh everyone keeps their own newer stuff for a certain amount of time on each service, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel the uh the we're very quickly ending right back up where we were with cable <laughs> TV. And like it, it has amazed me how fast it has gone, right? Because the, like maybe five years ago, all the stream, all the streaming things were still offering deals, and you could get like you know promotions and stuff. Well, that has all stopped. All of them one are of now them raising was, prices. Only one of them was successful five years ago. I don't know that. If you ask their bosses, I don't know that any of them are successful. So <laughs> I don't know. Reed, uh, Reed Hastings isn't the boss anymore, I guess. But I think he would tell you they were successful at Netflix. Uh, you're probably right. I mean, Netflix is the one that its only business is that, right? All the other ones have other media stuff going mm-hmm. on with them. Yeah. Anyway, the remember, but like remember all when of all them these are now raising prices. Like... <laughs> all of them are not offering deals anymore. All of them yeah. are like you know cracking down and doing all kinds of stuff. And I don't know how many people that listen to this would know this, but like for a very long time, a lot of these companies were owned by not media conglomerations like they are today but like cell phone and telecom megacorps owned most of the media distribution which is why you had the tv problem of like they don't want to get them off tv because they have the cable services right like time warner cable owned what was it It was like discovery and all those did they own viacom they owned viacom and viacom which then owned a bunch of those things yeah it's it's insane the roads that these places have gone down on buying and selling media property and where they are yep. now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, some might argue that this is a bad for the free market. <laughs> and, but, you know, couldn't couldn't be our country, though. Our country wouldn't do that. Well, <laughs> we just read yesterday in the paper, the. FTC can't even make the argument about how to keep these companies from from piling up. Well, it's like a, the, what? Yeah, I don't know. We're not going to talk about the newspaper, <laughs> Andrew. That's like yeah. boomer stuff. Okay, we're already old enough. We're dating ourselves I, hard enough by talking I about hate, Star Trek. I hate to tell you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you jumped me so hard there. <laughs> you jumped me so hard. I was going to say that we we're going to date ourselves by liking Star Trek. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We know. Look, I know, right? I ha- I'm the guy who has the like the the mug at work that looks like mm-hmm. the L cars and heats up and says T Earl Grey hot. I mean, I have you that know, at when, home. I just don't have an office to go to. I, you know, and you can tell like 98 percent of my coworkers don't know what it's referencing, and then mm-hmm. like some old people walk by, they're like, ah, cool, and you're like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like I that, need to hang those out with are you, those but are you're older people. than me. 
<laughs> Those are my I mean, people, the the sixty I'm, year olds that I work with. I'm the guy. Uh, I, this episode is going to be called "I'm the Guy," but I'm the guy that uh, has decided that you know I need to really cull my collectibles and all that sort of stuff recently. And we've talked about that on multiple things, but mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. not getting rid of everything. And in fact, I just added to my collection. I'm kind of curating a a a cabinet of this is me, right? And in the cabinet of This Is Me is now not every, but every one that I care about, uh, Badge Delta from shows. So, Oh, that's cool. Um, the, the new one from Strange New Worlds, the Command one, the uh, TNG one, Voyager DS9 one, the Wrath of Khan gigantic, you know, like the movies from the Monster Maroon uniforms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. all magnetic so i want to get like a metal board to put them in so they can all stand up and i bought a while ago like last year on black friday i buy all this stuff on black friday by the way uh last year on black friday i got the bluetooth um flip open t uh tos communicator oh can, the the communicator up to yeah, your yeah. phone which is like prop level quality so that's in the case next to them so you have all the deltas next to uh next to that right Sweet. And that's that's just the like little area of like, look, I can't have everything Star Trek, but these things are memento enough to to show what is really a deep part of of personality, right? You know, I don't know. No, like, I think it's yeah. And they cool. look so cool on a show. All the deltas lined up. I'm just I turned around to stare at it. I don't I don't know if that made good audio because I was turned around, but but yeah, you know. I I. You know, they they are such cool props and they're so iconic looking. Yeah. You know, and these ones, the, it's cool I'm, to be able to look at them because of like their design and stuff. Yeah. I mean, the design's crazy. I did not get the one from Picard because I think that That's, one looks kind of silly and I haven't, I'm, I haven't watched I'm season nodding. three, but I'm not a, in love with the show so much. And then yeah. uh, I didn't, I didn't intend to get the ones from Discovery. Um, but I got them by accident. They sent the wrong ones. They replaced them. I guess I should say Fansets is the company I went with. The one that made they're a huge pin making company. I don't know if you know them, but the, okay. Uh, they replaced them like immediately. They're, I sent them a picture, and they're like, "Oops, here's some more." So, well, that's good of them. I ended up with the Discovery one and the the Section Thirty One from Discovery one, uh, which actually I like the Section Thirty One one quite a bit. And they had so hold on though, if they ever release that Section Thirty One show, maybe you'll feel differently if the show ends up being bad. You, Look, you know. Michelle Yeoh's going to be in it. It doesn't matter. I be brave, you know. Man. They said Michelle Yeoh was in Discovery, and then we saw where that ended. Right, so uh, that every episode she was in was fun. And then yeah. the episode she wasn't in. And she wasn't in the vast majority of the show. Uh-huh. That's sure. Fine. Uh, I'm, I wonder if they'll end up retconning that into a movie instead of a show. But we'll see. She seems like it a very happen. busy woman. Yeah, she does. Um, you know, whatever. I, I'll, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. Uh, oh, there was a point in me telling you all this about the Deltas. One of the things they added literally just as Black Friday launched was a uh, lower decks delta in that it looks like the cartoon show 
it so they've had one for a while and it's literally just the gray cartoon one it's like gray and it's not metal it is metal but it's not metallic looking like the other ones right it's like sprayed flat gray which is kind of what it looks like in the show yeah. yeah but just before black friday and i was very happy to add this to my order they added the live action one Oh yeah, from the that weird episode. From that weird episode, which we're going to talk about today. I don't know. I hope you watched it. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, I watched all the episodes. Yeah. Uh where it is slightly different. They took the Delta from the show and they were like, "Hey, there's like a black outline around that Delta. What if that was actually on the Delta to make it look like it stands out from the uniform a little better? What if it was metallic like it was in the crossover? What if, you know, and so I grabbed that one instead of the one that's all sprayed and cartoony looking, uh, which is what's cool, which is why I did not buy the prodigy one, because it's like sprayed gold and weird, weird and cartoony looking. Uh, but they yeah. have them for every Those... show. If, I mean, I like prodigy, but I just didn't like the prodigy delta that much. And plus people in prodigy, only the people on the ship wear that delta and everybody else is wearing other Starfleet deltas. So. Cool. I've said Delta too many times, but the point Delta, of that Delta, story, Delta. the point of that story was Lower Decks <laughs> was connected yeah. to this. Lower Decks season four, man. The, you know, I think so, we've, people will definitely remember we talked about highly about the other Lower Decks seasons. One through um, three were fantastic. Fantastic. Bangers, you could say. Yeah. Uh, and they started off strong in season four as well. I don't know if we ever released the season three discussion or if it got lost in the void i have a bad feeling it got lost in the void uh of of oopsie there was a few episodes we lost a while ago i think we did release it i can't remember it doesn't matter let's talk about season four um right off the bat they hit you with in the the first episode the we can't talk about captain pike thing (laughs) so we had to pause and i had to go Oh, uh, so my spouse was watching with me. She always watches uh, Lower Decks. Doesn't get most of the references, which is actually really funny. When we I was just about watching. to ask how someone that doesn't get all the references likes this show, because Loves half it. the fun of this show to me is the references. Loves it. So that that's interesting the, that it, it big, also works on that level. Well, so the big TNG names, which they reference a lot, she she gets, right? Because she watched TNG. Um, and it's, it's nostalgic enough and like the alien races are familiar enough, like the Ferengi and Klingons and all those things that like, and the story, right? The story, except for maybe the finale this season with Nick Locarno, uh, did we need to do a spoiler warning before we start talking about this show? I don't know. Look, spoilers for the entire season four of Lower Decks for the whole podcast. Here we go. There you go. Uh, Stuff like, oh, who's Nick Locarno doesn't really matter to her, right? Because they like... Right. Well, and, and the show explained it. explains it. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. you don't need to know who he is until later when they tell you who he is. The whole, and the whole time, I'm fine. literally just like, ooh, are we going to get a Wesley Crusher? You know, like, as soon as I hear Nick Locarno, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, ooh, are we going to see Wesley Crusher? How's this connected? And then, you know, that sort of stuff, right? 
I thought it was, you know, they do a lot of the like throwaway references. And I was like, oh, it's funny. Nick Locarno, they're going to like bring back that guy from that one random Wesley Crusher episode. Cool. Yeah. And then, you know, goes on. They do quite a bit more <laughs> than yeah. that. But the 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 wonderful thing is how self-aware they are. And apparently the producers of Star Trek Strange New Worlds are about what um this show is and how it behaves and the references the style of references and stuff like that because do you do do you remember how the characters in strange new worlds talk about boimler and um and mariner when they are discussing stuff they're like i think uh is it it's una una's like man their references are like oddly specific and they they talk a lot lot yeah it's like they just like don't stop talking and spock is just like yes it's really annoying yeah (laughs) like you can't get them to shut up right yeah like so that they even know like this is the design of it the the references are literally like of a language unto their own and yet they can interact right They, they literally physically can interact with a show that isn't like that so like that's a big statement i think about the star trek universe in general like it's it's and it shows that they're uh that not just the lower decks so i guess this uh the thing we're talking about is an episode of strange new worlds right oh yeah so yeah i don't know if people if people knew that um if you watched all of lower decks and you didn't know this they're talking at the beginning the mariner makes a reference she says oh there's that thing we can't talk about with captain pike and you might laugh and say, oh, ha, ha, I know who Pike is. But there was a crossover episode with Star Trek Strange New Worlds, which I thought was hilarious, where... And we could talk about that Strange New Worlds season, too. That was pretty good, also. I haven't finished it yet, so... Um, we made the mistake of watching this crossover episode, and now my spouse is like, I'd like to watch this. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess we'll okay. catch up on it someday. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's not what there's only two it's two seasons. Yeah, two it's seasons. Not that bad. We could probably work our way through it in a couple months. Um, and it's good. I'd rewatch the first season. I haven't watched the second yet, so it's not that big a time. Man, sink. there's some good stuff in the second season, but um, I mean, some other time. Yeah, this one was good. I mean, so Boimler and uh, eventually Mariner, but mostly Boimler, uh, get pulled through a like time portal thing. Yeah, I mean, in... also like though, a very specific referential time portal thing, right? Uh, I didn't isn't that time portal thing from the original series? It probably is. I thought that the one that it probably is. I didn't catch that reference. If it was, uh, I guess I could look it up, but I don't really need to. If it was, email us and we'll talk about it next time. Yeah, please. Um, I'm not. We're not. We don't do research on this podcast, so it's fine. Uh, some. I mean, I try to for strange for Star Trek um, enough beforehand, but you know, whatever. Um, what was I talking? Oh, so Strange New Worlds. Like, <laughs> I loved that they started the show off in in animation. They're like, here, watch. You don't know what we're yeah. doing. We're just doing it right. Like if people watch Strange New Worlds and don't watch Lower Decks, they must have been very confused. Um, I would hope there's crossover in these audiences, but you know there may not be. Who knows? People look at, especially 
I think Titmouse has a very distinctive style and we've talked about how it almost puts things off, you know, from certain people. So, um, mm-hmm. very cool though, that lower decks designed its characters around the actors in a very general way. So Jack Quaid and Tawny Newsom, Tawny Newsom. Yeah. She's the, the voice actress, I believe. Of, for Mariner. of Mariner, yeah, but they both get to act as their characters. Oh yeah, in, yeah. They just they just took the voice actors, and, yeah. and put them, yeah, yeah. So Jack Quaid and and Tony Newsom just jump from animation where their voices to live action, which was really really fun. Yeah, um, and it, it mean, is interesting in the show, you know, how they you can see them acting with each other. And what their action, like what their acting actually is, it's like a lot of them talking together, you know, and not as much like, you know, I don't want to like compare actors or whatever, but they're primarily voice actors these days. I don't know about uh, Tawny Newsom's other work, but Jack Quaid doesn't do a lot of of live action acting. Jack Quaid's a a huge voice actor, though. But he's also the star of The Boys on Amazon. Oh, is he in that show? I have not watched that show. Yeah, he's he's one of the two leads on the boys. Well, there's probably like four leads on the boys now. Okay, yeah. So I, I'm wrong. He's one in of the leads respect. on the boys. Yeah. Um, they're um, both relatively. I mean, Tawny was recently in um, Space Force, which got canceled, I guess. And then I think she's been on Brockmire, which is one of those like uh, sitcom. This is all uh, right over oh, my head. Okay. I don't know what any of that is. Uh, it's a, Brock Myers like a uh, it's a comedy show. She's a she's a comedy actress. Like all ninety nine percent of things she's in, which, is, which I mean makes sense based on the character and the type of stuff she's doing, right? Sure. So. Yeah. Jack Quaid kind of bounces around, although even in the boys, he's supposed to be the comic relief a little bit. Not all the time, but some of the time. Um. Yeah, so it's really awesome because I knew both we, we we know them and I think a lot of people know them and they know their faces and you just see them pop up in live action instead of being replaced was awesome. And I think you're right to mention how they act in a way because they didn't change them for the show. Yeah. They're just like do what you do and what your characters do. So like Una comes up to him and just like in the show, he just sprints down the hallway. Yeah. It, it, like he acts flustered and is like, Oh, <laughs> uh, um, uh, and then runs away. Yeah. yeah. Or, or like in the show, they just move to the side and start talking. And in, in it, it, like, they're right there. They just yeah. like step off to the side and then have a, a private conversation that everyone can hear. They can all hear. <laughs> yeah. Spock is just like sitting there. He's like, hello. <laughs> Very smart, very, very smart, and very cool to just bring everything straight across and to start off a season of Lower Decks that way, really, technically, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and they gave him the purple hair, which later on in Lower Decks, they actually acknowledge, finally, that his hair is dyed. I don't know if you caught that. It's not oh. naturally purple. <laughs> is no, I didn't, but... Okay. Oh, yes. I can't remember which episode, but in one of the is it, episodes... Is it raining his, in one of the episodes? His hair and you see is, 
his hair is like black and purple. Mm. In yeah, so uh, pretty pretty good. Is that the one where he's like cranked out on TV in wherever that place is? I think yeah. On um, was it Ferenginar? Yeah, when they're on Ferenginar and yeah, he just yeah, yeah. he gets stuck watching TV. <laughs> Ransom at the end. Don't fight. Just just go limp. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, pretty good, pretty good. So the show yeah. starts off with I would call uh, a a throwback banger of a sh- of an episode where they have to get the Voyager to Earth. Yeah, and you know Boimler's freaking out because he's been told that he's on track for a promotion if he doesn't screw up, uh, and then proceeds to just screw up constantly because he's too nervous. Uh, until, Standard Boimler. Yeah, until you know he gets talked out of. Of screwing up too much. Uh, weird to see how the cartoon handled Tuvix. Yeah. Right? Where the show yeah. Voyager really struggled with the idea of, of it. I think they paid homage to the idea that you can't separate these two that are now well, one. And yeah. then... Uh, because then, it's then, a hilarious cartoon, they're just like, and now it's evil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the it's interesting, right? Because the Voyager show like makes a whole big moral dilemma argument about it, and they they cover that here, right? They sort of go through it, like, oh, you know, it's you can't undo it. It's it, there. This old this new life form has its own life or whatever. Um, but they can't leave it like that. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. then, you know, you get the like, oh, it also then turns evil. Um, yeah. Um, and you also have the like the virus or whatever, the macro virus trying to take over Voyager at the same time. Uh, decently funny episode. Ransom really very shines, much like- finally. Oh, yes. Yeah, the uh, getting to hear uh, Boimler and Ransom and, you know, that now that they're what, Lieutenant Junior Grades or whatever. They all get promoted at the end of that one, right? Where they get the next half pip, basically. Right. Yeah. Half a pip. Um, (laughs) The they're now, uh, you know, they start getting, you know, more responsibilities, quote unquote. And so then you see them interacting with the the bridge crew just a little more. Right. Yeah. Um, well, by the end of the season, I mean a lot, a lot more. I like that they still acknowledge by the end of the season that the bridge crew does the thing the bridge crew does in every Star Trek show, where they just sort of abandon the ship. <laughs> they go off on like go away missions to like doing you their know, own yeah. stuff and leave like only junior grade officers on the main ship. Yep. Um, so like, I think it was yeah the last episode where Boimler is finally you know I'm. We're jumping ahead, but he's on the bridge, right? Right. Like, they call him acting captain, right? Like he is acting captain, and multiple times during the season, they're at the helm and other stuff like that. And uh, <laughs> I like that. I've never seen anyone actually use the captain's yacht before. And then they cut to it, and it's literally the entire bridge crew, the normal bridge right. crew, like Shaq you know, doing and Ransom, and you know, and 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 and, and, and they're like, doing the thing that every Star Trek show does, right? Which is 
put all the main characters on the away mission uh, full of danger and, you know, the risky rescue mission or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they all pile into the shuttle and fly away. And so Boimler ends up as the captain because he was the only, you know, one of the few people that got left behind, right? Pretty great, though. <laughs> I got to practice my ca- oh, nice captain voice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got to practice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ransom really liked it. <laughs> Pretty yeah. good. Pretty good. Um, the season se- second one was like, uh, man, I can't remember by the titles. I I remember the titles. I threw the titles down because I can remember most of them. But the okay, here's one, the uh, synopsis on their website. Is that the one where they're in the cave with the, the goop? No, that's later in the season. That might be. So this one is Mariner tries to get demoted. Rutherford tries to get promoted. And Boimler makes a move. That's what this synopsis says. And the this is the one where, um, you know, Mariner is with Ransom and then, like, doing all kinds of, like, outlandish stuff to try to get in trouble. Oh, that's the one where they're on the, um, they're on the away mission with the random dude, uh, Ransom, and Mariner in her jogging suit go to the space station. And the yes, little animal yes, that yes, sucks yes. bones. Yeah, I have no bones. Yeah. Um, uh, where, where, <laughs> what was it? Moopsy? Yeah, the, the little, like evil, cute, like evil the most dangerous sucks alien bones. that exists is like the this banana cute little dude. Thing. That was a fun one because it's like in their own way, like how is a menagerie okay? You know, like you have sentient life in here. And then Ransom's just like, no, we're just here for the humans. Like, we're going to put our head down and just say we only have yeah, just, we'll- just a lot of like, just want to talk, just want to get the humans out. Not not yeah. going to focus on how all bad this is. Otherwise, it's funny. It's I think people gloss over that it's a cartoon and it's just funny most of the time. But they make a statement in just a few sentences, usually about something. And this one is not about starfleet so much as it is about star trek and saying like sometimes they just don't deal with the question right like is this place a place that really you know should exist now and in the future right and like do we do we think that this is okay and uh and they they gloss over it on purpose to be like look sometimes this is what they do i think that's kind of fun and mariner Mariner just trying to get demoted was pretty funny. That was a side side thought. Uh, oh, so then we were talking about Vexalon just a second ago. This is the one where Boimler won't give up any jobs, uh, which is yeah, more of a, yeah. I think, standard, you can't do it all kind of episode, right? Like back to more Star Trek-y tropes. Uh, yeah. Really one where, what's her name? The Vulcan? Um uh, that's trying to become Talyn, I think. Talyn, I think, is her name. Uh, where she's just, you know, trying to become one of the people in the crew. Not the one yeah. where it really takes off because they... Betazoids come, which I think is a few episodes later. But one where you really start to see, like, she's integrating uh, for a purpose. Uh, right? Mm-hmm. She wants to be involved. But... Really Not quite to... making friends, but trying to, you know, be part of the crew a little more. Yeah. 
which was kind of fun that she's not just a throwaway character, especially by the end of the season. You're like, oh, okay. I was going to say, what did you think about her character arc? Kind of love it. Such as it is. I love the like, oh, actually being logical might be more about, you know, relationships than it is about math. Right. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I think she's her character is more about making making good decisions, making logical in their mind, right? Like Vulcan, Vulcan decisions isn't just being calculating and cold and detached and all these things and choosing the right thing. Sometimes it's more about being the right thing. Yeah. Uh, And you can have, you know, you can still have friends and then still be able to be logical. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, um, (laughs) more than the crossover episode, which deals with Spock's, manic smiling thing which i thought was hilarious because they literally just call out how ridiculous that like line of character development from um strange new worlds has been Mm -hmm. right and how different it is from spock's main character they're like freaking out about it talyn isn't doing that right she's not yeah she's not following that path of connecting with people, but she's also not following the, like I'm fighting my nature violently, like to Paul. It's a mental, right. And there's definitely a, you know, spot gets to have liberties because he's a, the half human, half Vulcan, right. Uh Yep. Talyn is not. And to Paul wasn't either. Right. No, to Paul wasn't either. And so they really broke down onto Paul's character and used, physical things like uh that one yeah. syndrome she had that Talyn even talks about during the Betazoid episode you know so they they gave her a lot of leeway by like giving her physical problems like oh she's infected with a virus oh she's got this condition oh this oh that right um to give her more human characteristics so really what is this our uh, you got Sarek who married a human who mm-hmm. was developed in TNG a little bit You've got Spock, who's been developed forever, and you got T'Pol. Is Talyn really Tuvok from uh, Tuvok from Voyager? Right? I was there don't, a Vulcan in DS Nine? Not that I remember. Odo was kind of the yeah. only Vulcan style character, right? Yeah, he's definitely in that that same vein of of character. You know, following yeah. the rules and the logic and whatnot. Data from TNG, right? Um, so Tuvok. I don't remember his character's arc well enough to say that there was much of an arc for Tuvok. Yeah, I feel like he didn't change a ton throughout the course of the show. It was always like he and Janeway were like confidants and, you know, old friends or whatever. But I don't remember Tuvok getting like a big arc over the cross of that show. I mean, I remember he was he was basically like... designed as a stalwart all like already like yeah he 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 had a wife and kids or something like that so and he was older than everyone on the crew i remember right yeah um, that was also true so it required again outside forces like to paul right where it was like 
if something's going to change for Tuvok or happen to Tuvok, like Tuvix, right? Tuvix is a, is an outside yep. force and it's not even Tuvok doing, doing anything there. So, you know, I would say Talin is our next interesting development in the, how do Vulcans eventually kind of integrate with humans? Um, yeah. And how does that go? And I think it was good. You know, you definitely get the sense. Uh, I don't remember, was it the end of last Lower Deck season or this, where she gets, you know, banished, basically? It was the end of does last that in- season. Um, it was yeah. the end of last season after the Pac-Led fight because she, you know, didn't follow logic and therefore... Maybe she, like, acted on a hunch or something, right? Yeah, yeah. She was, she she tried to say that intuition is logical, right? Um, right. intuition is your sub reasoning telling you that something is not included in your, in your math. Right. That's her, mm-hmm. her understanding of intuition is like, uh, my, my personal, uh, you know, understanding of a situation isn't complete, but I know something's missing. Right. So. Right. And then um, that's when she gets sent to. To Starfleet, she gets and punished then. by being sent to Starfleet, and then she sees it as a punishment until midway through this season, right? Where things, I think, on Orion really change for her. Yeah, definitely. Um, before so then, about Orion is a, is a natural segue, though. Oh yeah, that's true. Talk about Tendi this season. Uh, it's season four. It's episode four. Right where? Is it? Oh yeah, great. Yeah. So we Vexalon was not really anything crazy. So season episode four, Orion, um, Tendi is summoned back, and and we get like Orion society developed for the first time ever through yep. Tendi returning for a wedding where her sister was kidnapped, quote unquote, and Mariner and Talin going with her as representatives of Starfleet. Um. And Talyn catalogs the entire. She's got a data pad in her hand every it's second just like, of the show, <laughs> typing notes. <laughs> every second of the show, she's got a data pad in her hand, um, just observing society. Tendi is self conscious the entire time she's there because she hasn't told anyone about some parts of her past. And you find out, you know, she's from the crime syndicate family. She's basically like supposed to have taken over the planet. It, not just the crime she was like the heir to the crime syndicate family yeah right? i mean her sister ends up the heir and joining two families from together and um it's a good episode of like what are your responsibilities versus your desires and and if you really want to do something it's not just on you right like there are other people that that are factored yeah. into your decisions and even if you make an assumption that is correct about someone's um desires behavior wants and abilities that doesn't mean they're not participants in it right some of my favorite stuff in lower decks is the like dumb little non-jokes that they have for a Mm -hmm. lot of the names of the orions (laughs) tendy's name is it's devana tendy and you're like oh okay that's like a star trekky kind of name whatever but her sister is de erica (laughs) (laughs) i love like later later on in the show, I think it's episode nine where Rutherford says, uh, De- Erica asks about something. Can't you do something? Um, and 
And Rutherford says, no can do, Tendy 2. Like, yeah, like, yeah. He calls her Tendy 2 a few times. Well, I mean, their last name is Tendy, so it, it no, works No, no, I know. Really I, well, I get why he's doing it. It's just it's funny. so like, funny. Yeah, and what's her dad's name is like Butert? Yes. And I think like <laughs> later when, um, yeah, when they have the, in the last episode, when they have the like face off in the arena or whatever, uh-huh. the one of the guards she picks is Butt-Eth. <laughs> But F, yes. It's just, yeah. But F. But F. Yeah. What's her grandmother's name? Because she's, um, her grandmother comes up in that crossover episode, um, because she's oh. the one that quote unquote discovers, I don't um, remember, discovers the time portal because the, the trade with the Orions is that, um, that, oh, if, if, if you let us have the stuff we need to run the thing or whatever, Astria Tendi, I think is her name. Mm, okay. Not, uh, not as funny. Not a funny, not a funny name, but yeah. Uh, Ert. Ert. <laughs> I laughed out loud when she said his name was Bert. <laughs> yeah. The, one of the good, funny running jokes of that, uh, of that show relation to the, Orion. yeah. Devana sounds like she belongs on the bridge with, with the TNG crew, right? Yeah, it's just a like a just a name of a, a space name, you know. She yeah. just has a space name, and I mean, um, her mom's name is normal. It's just Shauna Tendi, right? Right, right. But to Erica <laughs> and Bart, but hurts. <laughs> oh man, pretty good. Um, and then at the end of this one, you know, like through all the character development for Tendi, you actually have Talin in the background kind of just realizing what it really means to be family and friends with people watching Mariner just do whatever she can to help Tendy the whole episode, including getting stabbed three times in the same spot. Yeah. Just like <laughs> really. Um, and so she throws that data pad away, which is great lead in for her yeah. just being like, okay, I, I am involved in this crew. And then episode five um, is really half about her as well, right? Like, so we get like intro in episode three, thesis in episode four, episode five, you know, verdict, right? You know, like, what, yeah. what does it really mean? And so she starts off the episode wanting to like get a hold of her captain, but there's a communications blackout because they're they're transporting betazoids who end up being betazoid secret service. <laughs> this is what I wanted to talk about. Like, that is just so. I love the stupid stuff they come up with. Very Betazoid, very Lower Decks to be like, who's the most ridiculous race to have like a Secret Service branch? Betazoids. Betazoids. Yeah. And they, I I love how they're like, again, once they're playing on the deep knowledge of Star Trek fans, right? Being like, okay, everyone's reference for Betazoids is Deanna Troy and Luxana Troy. Yeah, Luxana Troy. And so... So we're gonna we're gonna take Luxana Troy and make all these people look like drunk Karens. <laughs> <laughs> and just like, you know, like drunk older women constantly flirting, constantly drinking, constantly partying, and you know, then it's all a front for the secret service. <laughs> I the entire premise of that show, uh, this episode really made me laugh. Yeah. So the crew kind of goes crazy because the betazoids, um, transfer to Lynn's inner turmoil to the entire ship. 
Right. They're amplifying people's, you know, emotions and yeah. the, uh, you know, to Lynn having all these like inner conflicts that turn out to be really strong are causing all these conflicts everywhere else. Yeah. So her inner conflict is that she really wants to send reports to her captain and get off this ship. And by the end of it, uh, she doesn't anymore. Right. Like people sticking up. For, right. People stuck up. She stuck up for Boimler while Boimler was sticking up for his crew in the first one. She watched Boimler stick up for Tendi and then other people stick up for her this time. And, you know, so it's really good development. Three episode arc for one character. Really good. To yep. integrate them into the ship. Everyone, uh, I feel like almost all the characters get a few little episodes here and there, but it was nice in this season to see Talyn's stuff sort of all back to back to back so you could get her whole arc kind of mm-hmm. in a row. Yeah. Whereas I feel like Tendi's arc sort of starts in whichever that episode is with the marriage, but then doesn't really come out until the end of the show, right? Yeah, she, she gets peppered in throughout the season, um, much like the... You know, the overarching, like, ooh, the who's the mystery ship, right? At the beginning of each episode, a, a ship is attacking other ships, and there's, like, little hints that um, that there's something going on, and we got to, oh, man. Um, once, once again, Star Trek just can't leave alone the, like, potential for weird universe unifying problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't turn out to be quite that bad since, you know, the Cerritos is on it and they don't send someone important, right? Eh. Yep. But, uh, you know, it is, uh, it is, it is, they do have a little connective tissue there with the, uh, the weird stuff. Speaking of the Cerritos not doing anything important, they get sent to Ferenginar to waste time. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> this was such a funny idea because, again, it's one of those things where, like, you know, you know, it, Star Trek fans know about Ferengi. They watch DS9. You know about Quark. Is this the first you know DS9 Rom. crossover? It might be. It definitely, I mean, it definitely is because they're making the, you know, the jokes about the, when they fly in and the shot and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, But I don't know if they've not done it before. Because I, the very first episodes of DS9 had some people from TNG on it, right? Yeah. But, but I, I just, think that was it. I think it was just like this is the first time that they really brought through like they've had a lot of Voyager stuff, right? A lot. Like Tom Paris has been on the ship. They talk about Voyager yep. all the time. But this one was the first one. It was like, hey, look, it's Rom. <laughs> like, yeah. Hey, look, it's yeah. Lita. Remember Rom's Grand Nagus? And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I forgot that entirely that by the end of that show, Rom is now Grand Nagus of all Ferenginar. It is funny that I did forget that. And then when we got there, I was like, oh, wait. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Pretty good. He and Lita. I forgot that he became Grand Nagus at the end of that. Pretty good. Um, this It's just, I mean, it's it's one of those throwaways where they they develop a little bit of character for some of the main characters while they do stuff. Like Mariner goes crazy while getting drunk um Mm -hmm. you know but really it's a captain freeman style reference episode so it was kind of one of those like this was cute but not really anything deep it is definitely very much a like standard lower decks episode where they're like here's an alien race that star trek has created we're gonna go visit their home home planet because it has to be weird yeah (laughs) right yeah 
and yeah, you know, I think it's they like get to season- do stuff that they would never do on the real show. I think there's like two or three each season that are just like kind of a little bit standalone-y and they have character development in them like like old TNG episodes did. Like I think the cave one is the same where they do the flashbacks mm-hmm, and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um and those are great, but they really they're kind of just like little vignette type shows, which is good. Yeah, and honestly, I think that's great. I don't want to be like downplaying these kinds of episodes because I really yeah. enjoy them. And yeah. I think it is part of what makes this show work that you get these kind of very light, important important for it to be light, uh-huh. overarching details between the, the episodes. Yeah. And, you know, maybe you get the culmination at the end or whatever. Yeah. But these little episodes where they just like go have dumb adventures are important <laughs> and fun to the narrative. Like I like that the fact that sometimes they just go have an adventure. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, you can just be like that. That's okay. Or they just all get sent on weird missions and Boimler goes crazy watching Ferengi TV. <laughs> uh, the next one sets up stuff and brings back a favorite character, which was Badgie. Man. I don't know how Badgie got back other than, I mean, I they explain it in the show, but I don't know how they convinced people that Badgie should have more time. Right. I I get the feeling that Badgie is one of the characters that got popular from this show somehow. Yeah. And the writers were like, well, we got to have more Badgie. Everyone well, there's, loves Badgie, right? There's a... Like, uh, you, didn't, you didn't ask me in the poll. I would have said no. <laughs> there's a Badgie Delta, like like all the others. You sure there Badgie is. Badgie as a Delta. Although I would prefer to have a Gucci Delta. <laughs> they have... Uh, Gucci shows up again later. Is still around on the ship. Gucci's still around, so maybe we can get a Gucci Delta. Oh boy, yeah. Uh, that one's the one where they have all three like super computers uh, trying to like trick yep. trick them again, and Boimler's like, "Okay, here we go." Oh, you're really tricking yeah. me. <laughs> I love, I love how like nonchalant he is, and he's like, "Oh no, we're being kidnapped at the behest of these supercomputers. I'm, I'm falling under your spell. Definitely doing." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or they take over that planet, and he's like, "Oh yeah, we took over this planet so fast. Starfleet can't reverse this in a day." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And also, I want to make a uh, call out the inspired writing choice of badgie and you're like oh badgie is a badge that makes sense yeah but then someone was like but he's also bad yeah g yeah and then good. when he splits you have good g, g. and <laughs> that is like e. yeah that is like chef's kiss so dumb and perfect <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't believe his name was good i was like good i when they said it i almost stopped the show i was like no <laughs> <laughs> did not and then logic e gets murdered by benji yeah didn't want to hear any of it oh man pretty good uh sets up the end of the season with the info about the ships not being destroyed but being kidnapped so that's good and then you get the throwaway one where they redevelop their relationship in the caves uh you get some funny yeah. stories about how they were caved well cave cave episodes that we didn't see <laughs> Yes, and they're like, oh, it's another cave episode. And you're like, and you're what? like what do you mean another <laughs> cave episode? Oh, wait, actually, the characters have been going in caves all season. We just haven't seen it. Right. Yeah, pretty good. And then you get the two-parter. The, uh, yeah, the two-parter. The finale. Where uh, Mariner 
they go on a mission to try and stay away from trouble and end up right. in they, trouble. They, they send because they think uh, Mariner's been on a he, self-destructive streak. Right. So they try to send her on a mission where she can't get in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And they and end then, up in, in the mouth of the, Nick Locarno. The worst possible place. Yeah. Who has been kidnapping ships, convincing lower deckers to mutiny and building his own fleet because he's so slowly, I guess, gone insane and thinks he's made a new Nova squadron. You found out, find out that Mariner knew them when they were at the Academy Nova squadron. Yeah. So again, this is one of those things where it's like, this is the dumb kind of stuff that would only happen on this show. Yeah. Because of course they take a reference, right? The, the weird Nova squadron, you know, band flight maneuver, Wesley Crusher episode of TNG, right? They take that reference and they're like, we're going to base an entire season around a dumb thing related to this. And and they know how dumb it is because literally in episode 10, multiple times they're like, doesn't he look exactly like Tom Paris? <laughs> kind of. Well, was it the same actor? It's the same actor that- in live action. That's the joke. Yeah. Okay. That was going to be my, I didn't know that, but it, I just assumed that it was because it, it does look exactly like him. Yeah. No, it's the same actor in, in live action. Um, Robert McNeil. I don't know why. Yeah, okay. It is Robert McNeil. McNeil. All right. Yeah. But yeah, the, just the, the absurdity of the idea that then, this guy gets kicked out of Starfleet for, you know, doing this thing and then has a chip on his shoulder about it for the rest of his entire life. And like 40 years later or whatever is like trying to take over the, you know, hold the entire galaxy hostage or something. I don't. Yeah. yeah with a Genesis. Not really clear what his plan was. It didn't, it didn't that's feel the thing, it right? The... It didn't seem like he had a great plan. Honestly, like when I saw this versus the last couple of season finales, other than Tendi going back to Orion and them saying like, okay, so like Talin has taken over her spot in the crew. Um, you know, this felt like a, one of those seasons where like, I'm not sure if we'll get renewed. So I do wonder, and the only thing that, uh, you get a like smile and like a, like all according to plan or something from Tendi at the very, very end, yeah, which is the only sort of dangling, like, Oh, is there something else going on here? Thread. Yeah. So I do wonder, you know, I don't know what the the state of the show is. They've been renewed. They 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 were renewed and okay. finished writing season. They're already working on season five. So season I just five. felt Good. like the yeah. end was like, okay, well, you know, if Tendi goes off and doesn't, you know, come, people can imagine what happens if we don't get renewed or whatever. But I do wonder what their plans are with Tendi. Is it is this actually them writing her off the show? It doesn't seem like it. No, but I, you know, maybe it's a, you know, that's the next plot for next season or something. You know, I don't get the feeling that she's been written off. I really, I don't know that obviously, but um, it it has a feeling of open endedness, mm-hmm. um, that wouldn't, in in my book, throw them away. Um, so we got to talk about another cup. Yeah, uh, we got to talk about a couple other dumb things in this last two-parter, though. Yeah, uh, I I have when, one thing I really loved in it too. So 
one time. Okay. Oh, no, I say they're dumb, but like dumb with love. I love this whole this whole show. This whole season has been great. I don't have yeah. any like nothing I want to actually say that I dislike about it. I mean, there are like, you know, little nitpicks here or there, but like not important. The stuff that I say is dumb is like I am happy they're doing dumb things like this. It's good that that exists, right? Sure. Um, it, where do they get the Genesis device? I know they steal it from the Ferengi. Was it earlier in the season that we saw them do that? Uh, it was on the Ferengi ship that got stolen. They are talk about it, and then that little white ship shows up. Then it's, it steals them. Okay. Also, the um, Ferengi must have stolen it as well before that, right? Because they just added on a, a front plate. <laughs> yeah, with like the weird uh, interface and the paywall. The yeah, end. yeah. <laughs> Very good. Uh, yeah. Uh, I love that they brought back the Genesis device for no reason. Also, well, definitely I mean, one. You, you're talking about something I was literally going to say here, which was I loved that they not only brought it back, but that they brought it back with themes from Wrath of Khan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Like they have the cloud chase, like the end of Wrath of Khan. She's got the ship in a ship that looks very much like the Reliant. She's alone. He's alone. They're chasing each other through the cloud and talking the just, clouds, like, yep. just like the end of Wrath of Khan. When they bust through the when they use the the Orion battleship to bust through the shield, the music's sting from under there is the music from Wrath of Khan. Oh, I didn't hear that. That's very funny. Yes. I, I recognized it instantly. I was like, no way. They did a music sting and then and then it came back as they shoot through the thing and they did it another time. You'd recognize it if you did it. It's James Horner's like very, very recognizable Star Trek. Um, it, I mean, music. I'm sure it must be in the credits then, right? Like they can't use that music without. Yeah. Although I don't, maybe they are because they're in the license. There's it's okay. CBS. Anyway, so it's whatever. all owned by the same. Maybe. I don't know. It's it's yeah. it was there. And I I got very nostalgic through halfway through the episode about like, I, I really need to go back and watch like wrath of Khan and what have the kids watch more star Trek. They, they loved, we watched trouble with tribbles and like they loved it. So maybe I can get them to watch other episodes. Trouble with tribbles is, uh, is pretty good. So yeah, maybe they're not ready for what's the other one, the deep space nine one. Oh, um, forget the name of that one. Yeah. What was the other stuff you were talking about? You, you oh, so uh, the Genesis device coming back and like all the Wrath of Khan stuff is like yeah. one of the like great trials parts and tribulations. Of the show. Yeah, uh, the bringing back the binars. <laughs> <laughs> I, we didn't even Why? talk about the other <laughs> the other race of like squid people. I can't even remember their name. The one that's always been like a a joke in the show, like the real show. Hmm. Uh, they show up twice in this season. The uh, are they the ones that have to like breathe the the air stuff? Is that what we're talking about? No, the ones remember. that like are the they they look like rocks, but they're there in the goo episode. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's one of those uh, again, one of those weird things where it's like they show up randomly, and you're like, why? Yeah, yeah, the binars, and they still don't. Mariner can understand them, but we still don't get subtitles, which is great. Nope. No idea what they're up to. And then you can see it like at the very end when it's all falling apart for Locarno. The binars are just like they just all all three of them just look at each other and they just teleport away. (laughs) 
It's like, you know what happened here. Mm-hmm. Ah, good stuff. What was the what was the stuff about the end you wanted to talk? Oh, about? that was that the ending was the con stuff? very, very just like, OK, we're doing Wrath of Khan now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you have the Genesis device, you got to do con stuff, right? I but, mean, it makes perfect sense. But they sense. didn't have to, right? They didn't have to. They could have just let it be a reference for people that knew what a Genesis device was. They didn't have sure. to then be like, okay, so then we're going to go through the cloud, just like in Wrath of Khan. Then we're going to do the like screen thing where they're talking to each other. Uh, and then we're going to end it a different way. But, oh, here's the music sting. And, like you know, like none of that had to happen. It could they don't have to do the thing where they um he still they still try to save him at the end, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Very good show. Uh and happy to be talking subspace transmissions again with you, my man. Yeah. I I think we need to do more of these in a I think one of the problems is that watching shows now, I think we talked about it. The, we're going to bookend here. We're going to bookend. We talked about it at the beginning. Watching these shows now comes in chunks for me, right? Like once they're up, all all up, then I watch them in chunks. So it's hard to like do them as the season goes on like we used to. Mm-hmm. So maybe we need to go back to the old format which, of pick a random is, thing. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I saw and I have in my position and I suggest it to you as an option. To get people excited for the next subspace transmission. On the shelf at the library was a brand new copy of Physics of Star Trek. So I grabbed it. Oh, cool. So maybe that's what we should do next. Is that a book? It is a book, yeah. Okay. Have a have a little reading. That would be fun. A little, little read. Little little subspace transmission in a month or two. We'll see. It's been it's been a hard year for getting this done. Uh, I think it's just hard to have extra time this year for a lot of people. I've talked to a lot of people about it. It's been a busy one. So thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for listening to another subspace transmission. Go watch lower decks. Yeah. Go watch lower decks. I will say that unfortunately due to the, like the way studios and, and streaming numbers and stuff seem to work, they really, really care about people watching stuff right when it comes out, which is really unfortunate for us personally. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, people should go watch Lower Decks. That stuff is really good. And hey, uh, check out uh, Strange New Worlds too. We we like that quite a bit. They have to know their numbers are literally just Star Trek based, right? Like I resubscribed after letting Paramount lapse midway through the year. I resubscribed and immediately only watched Lower Decks. Yeah, I mean, look, that has to come. Know, they out got all the numbers, numbers behind there. I'm sure yeah. they have a bunch of other stuff on that thing, but I don't. God knows what other stuff anyone that watches on it uh, paw patrol <laughs> maybe i don't know Nickel- Nickelodeon's you. are you watching paw patrol i mean I, I i it's been on the tv is what i'm saying i mean it, they own nickelodeon so that can't be the last sentence of this podcast they own Nick- nickelodeon <laughs> i mean i gotta yeah. send you a picture yeah, of these it- deltas my man these are really cool looking Okay. Well, yeah, I would love to see it. And yeah. I think that it is a it's a cool thing, you know, especially since they're it's cool to watch the evolution of them over time and also the how are you going to arrange them? That's my question. Yeah, I don't know. Going to have to work on that. Going to have to work on that. If you have suggestions on how I should arrange them? Yeah, folks can send that to podcast@wewergamers.com. 
podcast at wewaregamers.com. That's our email address. And uh, let us know that you have, you know, opinions about the badge deltas. We definitely are interested in that. Uh, awesome. And we're on social media at We Were Gamers and uh, YouTube, youtube.com slash at We Were Gamers. Check us out all those places. Welcome back, Substrace Transmissions. I messed that up. I was trying to say welcome back, Subspace Transmissions, and my words got all jumbled up. Oh, well. 